What's going on, guys? My name is Marcus Posley, and you're listening to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oak Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. If you're new to the show, our goal here is to create some content, some fantastic content for athletes, parents, and coaches. We tell stories, have laughs, and we go into everything that is the end game of athletic performance, helping athletes achieve their optimal performance and be the best that they can possibly be. Enjoy the show. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. With me, co-hosting, as always, Mr. Trace Nowak. Hey. Trace. <laughs> Thanks for being here. And our special guest on the day, Mr. Marcus Posley. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Marcus, thanks for being here. You're a busy guy. Busy. <laughs> always busy. Got things going on. Yep. Marcus, tell the tell the tens of people that listen to the show who you are and why you're why you're such a big deal. Uh I don't think I'm a big deal. Yeah. But uh my name's Marcus Posley. Your mother wouldn't um, say that. Your mother thinks you're a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> No, she doesn't. But uh <laughs> um I'm a professional athlete. Uh I play basketball. Um, played in Europe, G League, traveled the world a little bit. So, yeah, excited to be here. Excellent. Grew up in? Rockford, Illinois. Look at this. Uh, went to Winnebago High School. I uh, transferred uh, my senior year and graduated from Auburn. So, uh, I'm an <laughs> Auburn Knight as well. So, Go Knights. Go Knights. Two of us. Go <laughs> Knights. Yep. Go Knights. Went on to play some basketball at? What's that? Went on to play some basketball at? Um, yeah, once I graduated, I uh, went to Ball State University, played in the MAC Conference. Um, we had a decent year. I think we were 500 maybe. It was my first year. Um, they cleared house, fired everybody. Oh, coaching staff. AD wise. and down. Ooh. Uh, so I went to Indian Hills Community College in Ottumwa, Iowa. Ooh. Uh, Division One JUCO. Uh, didn't really know what I was getting into. You know, I knew a little bit about JUCO basketball, but um, I was looking to go to – Pensacola, um, so you know, I ended up picking the tumble. It was a little bit closer, <laughs> and at the time, I didn't really do my homework on it, so I didn't really know they were number one in the country. So I went Ooh. there, and we get there, and this coach is just like, "Yeah, hey, we're gonna have all this, 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 and that. We're number one in the country." I'm like, "Where the hell did I pick?" Like, <laughs> but I'm in Iowa. I'm in Iowa. Iowa. There's not much there. Nothing at all. So like, you know, it's sellout games. It's the only thing in town that's going on. So. I mean, it was a cool experience just because, you know, high-profile stuff. Everybody's out to get you, target on your back every night. So you kind of had to play your best or, you yeah. know, you would lose. And we would get there in our first game. I think we played a team out of Missouri, and they were, like, number five ranking preseason. We were number one. And I'm like, damn, we're starting the season off like this, number five? <laughs> we beat them by 50. I'm like, this is how it's going to be? Like, <laughs> It was great, man. It was it was a good experience. Uh, seeing probably, like, every single coach in the country in our gym. Um, it was great. Uh, I was verbally committed to UNLV, so I was going to go be a running rebel. Okay. Coach Rice at the time got fired. So then I verbally committed to Memphis. Didn't really see that fitting out. Uh, had some other schools come, and then, you know, I just kind of fell in love with what Bonnie's was giving me, man. They offered everything and told me just to run the show there. And, you know, I, every kid's dream, obviously, coming out of that situation from JUCO is to get in the best situation that's going to be best for you moving yeah. forward in your career. So, Bonnie's kind of, you know, came at the right time. There so you go. Uh, Transferred there. To go, yeah, to go on yep. into that, mm -hmm. uh, I transferred to St. Bonaventure in, only in New York. Uh, played my last two years, my junior and senior year there. Um, solid year, man. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think I did solid for two yeah. years and moved on from there for my rookie year. Played for uh, Sioux Falls Sky Force, Miami Heat affiliate. Uh, went to the G League. Played there for a year. Um, after that, went to Greece. Uh, then back to the G League, the Sky Force, then Italy, France, uh, Georgia, 
um, Turkey. Been everywhere. So nice. Yeah. Still playing. Still, yeah. still. You know, COVID. Obviously, you know, I kind of took a break and wanted to do some stuff here, business wise, mm-hmm. and also work on my body at the same time. So yeah, yeah I didn't want to risk COVID. There you go. Because how old are you now? Twenty six. Jeez. Twenty six. Twenty six. Man, getting old, man. Feeling good. I feel great. Yeah. I feel great. Get you. What what are what are I want to come back to everything high school say, and whatnot yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah let's do that now. Let's well, do that I now. was gonna say what what was your uh, so you played in Italy, Turkey, France, Greece. What was your favorite? My favorite place, Greece landscape. Man, it was beautiful. Yeah. Greece was probably the most beautiful, but like basketball. I mean, it was really competitive. Yeah. Um, I mean, as you guys know, the economy is terrible over there, so <laughs> yeah. the money was always late and. You had to deal with certain situations and stuff. So it was like, you knew what you were getting into going there. It was more of a resume builder right out of the G League. Yeah. That was my first country I went to. So that was, I knew what I was getting into, but I didn't know to what extent, you know. I didn't know, like, you guys were going to be damn near a month and a half late on money. Like, so you kind of had to make sure you were budgeting and doing stuff that you needed to do, you know, not being stupid with your money. But um, other than that, man, like, basketball-wise, France, 100%. Yeah. Like, it's a guard-oriented league. It's built around the guards. Yep. The bigs play off of you, you know. So <laughs> that was probably the most, I say, challenging for me. But I, I loved it. I, you know, I hope I can go back to that country and play. But you know, for right now, I'm just, you know, taking it day by day, just training, just making sure I stay ready, and kind of letting COVID slow down a little bit because yeah. even the money over there, and every team had to take a pay cut. Even the top teams in EuroLeague and mm. all the guys that make normally would make a million dollars in Europe probably had to. You know, take a cut of two hundred, three hundred thousand a year. Yeah. So, you know, we we know what it is, and sometimes you just got to roll with it. But you know, for me, I thought it was best for me to stay home for yeah. now. So, with the goal, what what do you think the next step is? Back back to Europe in the oh for sure. Yeah. Like I think if you know I decide to go back and play, it'd definitely be back to Europe. Um, you know, a lot of people are in my ear about the G League. You know, I, obviously, I love staying home and playing in front of friends and family and traveling domestic. It was just. Yeah way easier but i mean at the same time it's like um the money you know the tax and everything's different when you're mm-hmm. in europe yeah um obviously the pay is better depending on your situation for the g league so you know me being out of the g league at the time i've been out so i don't think you know i would kind of be back at that square one with the level a contract and you know to be fine like i'm not you know you always got to better on yourself shout out to fred yeah. you know <laughs> you, like in that situation you can it's tough, you know. It's yeah. tough because the way basketball is going now with the NBA, there's a lot of young guys coming in, mm. you know, and they're taking chances. Guys can leave and not go to college and take a year in the G League to go to the NBA. So a lot of those guys are taking up a lot of those positions and the and the level uh, B contracts and stuff. So and the two way contracts. So I mean, I'm just taking it day by day and see what happens. Whatever situation I feel like is best for me when I'm ready, then. Yeah. I'll take it, but, you know, my main thing is making sure my body's where it needs to be. I know in the past we always talked about yeah. me facing a little yeah. Every, injuries. Everything yeah. hurts. Every, yeah, <laughs> especially at 26. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, <laughs> the injuries were, like, I think in my career injuries has always been, like, a setback. And, yeah, you can train your body and do all the right stuff, but, like, if you're not, you know, rehabbing the right mm-hmm. way and just the small things like form. Like, you know, I learned a lot being here at Oak, and, you know, I appreciate you guys a lot for – you know, putting me in that right headspace <laughs> and, you know, teaching me the little things that, that go a long way. Yeah. What? It, so going off that strength and conditioning piece, what going through 
Ball State to Iowa to to Bonnie to, to how's how's that strength conditioning piece? Has it always been there? Um, you, you bang weights in high, <sighs> bang weights in high school, and I'm not gonna lie, the <laughs> high school weights were shitty. Yeah, like, they <laughs> it was just you know how it is in yeah. high school. Mm-hmm. Like you got your coach, he's like, look, we're doing this, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. I played football as well at Winnebago, so it was just like power, power, power. Yeah. You know, so it's like typical, you know, mm-hmm. high school lifting. But I think the best. Lifting wise and in shape, like my body where I can see a huge difference and I was lean and cut was probably my freshman year. Like meeting those guys at Ball State, like one thing I can say, like it was terrible bass. I didn't like playing there, but like one thing I can say is the strength and conditioning coach. Love that man to On death. Point, yeah. Like love him to death. Like he was a Olympic wrestler, so he would, was Ooh. like one of the USA team for wrestling. Like he he knew what he was doing, you know. So like he kind of transformed my body from I was always like a thicker kid in high school, like in shape, but I was Bigger for my class, you know, like a muscle guy. So I probably left high school probably 175. Okay. And then by my freshman year, I was too even. Okay. So, like, as a freshman, I mean, he, he got me right. So I was about <laughs> 7% body fat. Like, I was perfect. Lean. And then Juco was a little bit different. Like, <laughs> we didn't have a strength coach. To so be number yeah. one in the country, we just had dogs. Like, we didn't have all of the bells and whistles. Yeah. I mean, we got gear and all the fun stuff, but, like, to you know, prepare your body for that pro level. Like at that at that time, I think we should have been training to be pros and not for college. Yeah, and we didn't have that there. You know, and mm-hmm. leaving from that and going to St. Bonaventure, um, they were they were they were really strict on you know our diet and stuff, and the training was good for the most part, but nothing matched Ball State though. Gotcha. Nah, the, the Ball State yeah. was different. Like I love that, but I mean, he he made me like a football player, and I think that's what changed my build going to Bonaventure. Mm-hmm. Like. That shit was <laughs> my senior year. Like, there was no reason why I should be benching 400 pounds as a max. Like, I maxed <laughs> out at 405 on bench at my senior year. And everybody that came there for the summer was like, we did a lot of camps for the kids and stuff in yeah. high school. And mm-hmm. everybody would come back because they always came to our games. And they were just like, like, <laughs> you've been eating? And I'm just like, bro, i just been lifting. Like, <laughs> it was, I look back on that and I, I think that was like, that was that was hard for me because it was it was so hard to cut and and get rid of like yeah. all that muscle and to get more yeah. lean like that was so hard my senior year. So so did you get like slower through that? I felt like I got a tad bit slower, <clears throat> in my opinion. I felt like I did, but I mean I was moving everybody yeah. out of the way. <laughs> but I just that first step was a little bit slower, so I kind of just right. focused on just cardio, 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 core, a lot of core, mm-hmm. a lot of hamstrings, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. Kind of got it a little bit back together, but yeah. I still played at, like, 210. Okay. And then, like, in the middle of the season, obviously a lot of running. We practiced, like, three hours a day. So, mm-hmm. like, most coaches in the country don't do that. Yeah. You know, Mark Schmidt at St. Bonaventure. <laughs> like, he, everybody knows Mark yeah. Schmidt works you. So, we were in the we were on the court for three hours a day, not to mention, you know, that's, that's your afternoon practice. So, we still have to wake up some days and have that 5 a.m., 6 a.m. So, you got two practices, and your third one's three hours. So, like yeah. – I mean, yeah, play weight in the middle of the season, dropped it too even. That was yeah. great. But that preseason, I felt heavy. I thought <laughs> I was a football player. But so, yeah. Is it something where you want to come in a little heavy so you have that weight? As- I mean, yes and no. Like, at the same time, like, for me, I kind of wanted to stay at that weight, at that 200 even, and just build off of it. Okay. You know, I didn't want to just lift heavy you know and and it changed me just because like i was the only one i felt like on my team that was bulking crazy like (laughs) everybody was lifting and i was looking at like 
my regimen that he has built out for us, mm-hmm. right? So he does it obviously cater to each player. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, why the hell is my warm up <laughs> bench at 225? Like who fuck warms up at 225? <laughs> and I'm just like, everybody's on my team is just like, oh, they're laughing at me like, oh, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And I'm just like, I think he found enjoyment in like seeing how far he could go with me, uh, you know, yeah, with the yeah. weight. <laughs> and looking on it now, teammates obviously, weren't like that. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Like no one, no one was even. I broke a record that, like, they had a big that was, like, 6'8", 300 pounds, oh. and he benched 360. That was his max. Why the fuck am I <laughs> benching 405 on a max? And I was like, they call it the 345 club. So if you bench over 300, okay. squat over 400, deadlift over 500, you get a T-shirt. <laughs> you got a T-shirt. Got a, I got a T-shirt. There you go. I got a T-shirt. Not, so, I mean, at the t-shirt? time, it was like, I got a T-shirt, but it was like, looking back on it, I didn't want that damn T-shirt. <laughs> I didn't need it. Still have it? No, nah, I don't know where. It <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might have lost it. Yeah. Might have lost it moving out. I don't know. I have no idea. But it was. A, I mean, it was a good experience, man. It was a lot. Of, it was a good basketball there. Yeah. yeah. So, so build a pretty solid foundation in the way of just pure strength. To yeah. you know, I mean, basketball is such a physical game. Yeah. Up and down the court, you know, banging guys that you, weaker guys that yeah. beat up injuries. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah. You're able to. Oh yeah, I mean, a little. <laughs> honestly, I was I was moving people like, I think my senior year I finished. Obviously, I finished uh, a lot more through contact. Mm-hmm. Like, contact is like what I invited my senior year. Like, yeah. I I embraced that. Like, yeah. That was like a part of my game. You know, whereas like when I come in, when I came in as a freshman or right out of high school, I was more of a finesse guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I always used my speed to get around people. I didn't have to dance. I was just north south. Mm-hmm. You know, and then obviously I got older. Got a little bit stronger, learned the game a little bit more, slowed down to me a little bit. But going to Bonaventure, I was more – well, to rewind that, like at, when I was at Indian Hills, I was a shooter on the team. Like I thought I was coming in to be a utility guy to do everything, mm-hmm. you know, because I went from Ball State. They recruited me as a point guard, so I played the one and two there, mainly the point. And then, you know, I go to Indian Hills, and it's like, okay, I think I'm going to be the same position. And they're just like, nah, you can shoot. Like, <laughs> you're going to shoot. And I'm like, what? Like I don't want to – I don't look like Clay Town. I don't want to just run around and shoot. But then, I, I mean, I embraced my role. Like, I, I quickly found out, like, how many dogs we had on our team. Like, everybody on our team was going high major, you know, like, if they wanted to. So it was just like, you just got to do what you got to do, yeah. you know. And my team, like, I was the shooter. So, you know, then I, I embraced that. And then, you know, I just set my task to be like, all right, well, since I'm going to be a shooter on this team, then I want to set my task to try to make, to break the record for threes. Or I want to yeah. do this, this, and that. And, I was close, but yeah. we we didn't get to play three games, and the kid that beat me played all games out of the season. Uh. They canceled three of our games all the way through our season. I think I finished with like 98 or 99 threes. And then I would, the, the record was 106. The kid had 104. I would have definitely beat him. <laughs> I had three games I didn't play. So I was pissed, but... <laughs> Did it they cancel your games because you were beating the number five team by fifty points? And people were like, "This is just a waste." So, so there was there was one game where I think we had that snowstorm. So that was one. They didn't reschedule it, even though it was a team that we would probably be by hundred. We did beat a team actually by one hundred three. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. I'm gonna find a picture for you guys. I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> what? What's I gotta show you. It's definitely on Facebook somewhere. I'll ask Tammy. I know she's she's like one of our diehard fans. I know she has a picture of it. So what's what's the final score of a game where you won by 103? 104. Yeah, no, yeah. It was like no, we had 101 half. So like oh the gym gosh. went crazy. We had I knew it was 97 on the 
we had 97 and it was counting down the whole gym was like get 100 get 100 and we're like pressing this team pressing this team <laughs> and we kick it ahead to Roderick Bobby he was our point guard at the time and he hits the three at the buzzer in the corner to get 100 even gym goes crazy <laughs> and I think it was like one I think it was like 140 something to like 37 oh 38 so the bench came in the that bench was going crazy ass. but like they they wanted to cancel they drove all the way there and they only had like seven guys and they were like oh. they were like we don't we're going to just cancel. And our coach was like, no, you're, you're not. not. No, you're not. We just <laughs> paid you all this money to play us. Like, you're not going to cancel. Or are you going to get that money back? And that dude's like, nah, we're just going to play the game. So Oof. at halftime, he talked to us about, like, taking it easy on them and not <laughs> and like not pressing them. And, you know, he said he'll call the game if it got out of hand. Bro, 100 points mm-hmm. is out of hand. Like, yeah, it's already out of hand. But, like, I kind of – I didn't feel bad at all. It was no mercy. I can't even <laughs> act like I cared. Like, I wanted – of course we wanted to beat them by 100. That was the goal. Like, we're at 87, we're, and we're up 87. We're like, bro, we can get 100. We can beat them by 100. I've never beat a team in my life by 100. Let's do it. We did it. So – I've never beat a team by 100. That's great. It was fun. It was fun. We played Rock Valley, too. They came there. Oh. Uh, Rock Valley scheduled a game with us because I was on the schedule. Um, they saw I was there and I knew the coach at the time, so he scheduled a game and they came to tell him to play us. Jared Mays yeah, had a good game. How'd you beat him? Jared had a good game. He had like 20, 25, <laughs> 27 on us, maybe 25. He was gunning, though. He was yeah. gunning. He had a good game, but I think I had 18. I didn't go crazy on him, but we beat him by like 40, I was gonna say. 45. <laughs> yeah, with the subs in. And that was, that was the. That was a good Rock Valley team too, right? They were good. They wanted that year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Saminos and like they wanted that year. Yep. That team was. I mean, I'm telling you, it was night and day. Like our team could beat a lot of Division One teams. Wow. Yeah, we were ridiculous. Ridiculous. Moving forward. Well, well here let's let's go G League because I don't. I, I look at baseball and you have you know single A, double A, triple A. You just kind of work up that. Uh, NBA just has the G League. It, yeah. If talk you're, talk if, about how that works. So if you're in the well, at the time when I was in, it was the D League, development league. Same, it's still the same thing. Okay. It's only G League now because Gatorade bought it out. Oh, so they bought the rights. <laughs> That's like the number one drink, I guess, sponsored by the NBA. <laughs> so Gatorade bought it out, had their rights, and then now they call it the G League. But anyway, um, yeah, it's 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 similar to like baseball where you have the different levels, but only with the NBA. Obviously, they only have one level. Okay, so you have. The G League Development League, and then those guys get call-ups, right? And then you can go straight to the main team. So whatever your affiliate team is, you run the same sets, same every single thing that the main team runs. So when it's time for your call-up, if you get a call-up, you're you're not, you know, new to the system. Yeah, Yeah. The only only thing you have to worry about is adjusting to the guys and the coaching. But other than that, like, the plays and everything else is the same. So um, going off of that, like, it was was cool. It was a good experience, you know. Like, you just go in and thinking – everybody has that mindset, like, they're an NBA player when they go in there, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to deal with adjusting, right? So if you are the guy on your team in college, you might not be the guy there. You know, yeah. you might have to take that role of, damn, I might be the guy that has to come in and guard the whole length of the floor mm-hmm. to take corner threes, and then I'm out. Yeah. You know, like sometimes it's it's an eye-opening experience. It definitely was an eye-opener for me, you know, but I I, I didn't care too much just because, like, I went in – out of Juco, I was a shooter, and then I get to Bonnie's, and I got to shoot a lot, but at, at the same time, I got to handle the ball and create, so I, I got to play with a lot of freedom, yeah. and then I go to the G League, and I'm back to where I was kind of in Juco. They were just like, we know you can do all the other stuff, but we need you to shoot. Like, you're shooting the highest percentage on the team, so I'm like, all right, well, 
I guess. Yeah. But you know, it, but it was it was it was cool at first. It started off great. Um, my first couple games came off the bench. I think my first game as a pro, I had like twelve points, missed one shot. I was like, damn, I finally got that under <laughs> my belt. Like, got the jitters out of the way. And then after that, by week two, I was already starting. I was playing thirty minutes a game. I was our second leading scorer on the team. I was shooting forty six from three. Dang. So I was great, man. And then like I made the top prospect list, top twenty five. So I thought for sure I was getting a call up. Like everybody thought I was getting a call up. Even my coaches were coming down. Uh Pat Riley would see us and like they would talk to us and be like, you know, like keep keep working, keep working, keep working. You know, and the scouts are coming. and I'm having the best games when the scouts are coming. Like I had my first thirty point game with the Heat Scout there. Like everything was in place, you know, like yeah. it was felt like everything was finally coming together and then um Assignment players came down. That's how that's how to get you. So assignment players are the rookie guys that are signed like two way contracts okay. that are it's a mandatory. So ma- two way contract means that you play <coughs> both. You play on the main team, and then they'll send you down whenever they want for you to play on the G League affiliate team. So when they send you down from the main team, okay. you'll play all the minutes. Gotcha. All the minutes. At that time, Malik Beasley. Herman Gomez, these guys were rookies for the Denver Nuggets. They, at the time, Denver Nuggets did not have an affiliate team, so they got to send them wherever. For whatever reason, they came to fucking (laughs) – they came came to Sioux Falls Sky Force. Um, And nothing against – no knock those guys. I mean, I love them. You know, like Malik was the coolest dude. Herman Gomez, I didn't know him that well, but he was cool as hell. But uh, Malik was a hard worker, good dude, young guy. Um, But, you know – I I was I was doing my thing, so yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't have anything to worry about. Like it's Malik, like, I'm a starter. Like what I got to worry about? And the first day they get there, we had a doubleheader over the weekend. We played like a Friday and a Saturday. I think we played Reno Bighorns at home, and we're having the game. And coach doesn't say anything to me, right? I'm like normal, normal everything. Malik probably practiced with us those two days before leading into that weekend, so we kind of got a feel for him. Mm. Um, he didn't tell me anything out of the ordinary, so I get you know. Pre-game ritual, everything's the same. I get in there. I'm starting. Everything's normal. I still played like 25, 26 minutes. Had 25 that game. I'm like, I'm on a roll. I'm feeling great. Then the very next day, we played the doubleheader against that same team. So that Saturday, the next day, he comes in right before pre-game, and he's like, yo, we're going to try something different. Uh, We're going to have you come off the bench tonight. I'm like, the f- Like, (laughs) what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm averaging like 17 a game. Like, what? Like, I'm shooting great. Man, ever since that, like, everything changed. And, like, that's when you hear people talking about it. Like, for me, everybody would talk about it. The scouts, all the agents, like, they all would be like, yeah, like, don't get trapped. and Don't get trapped. And at the time, they were going to make me sign a, um, an Exhibit A contract. So the Miami Heat offered me Exhibit A contract, which would be basically they own my rights, right? So it's not necessarily a two-way, but Miami Heat owns my rights, which means I would have to do, like, summer league and everything with them. Right and learn that process. Okay, so that sounds good to me. Is I mean, that it, good. That's good. At the time, it sounded like it would have been good, but my agent at the time told me like, "Don't sign it." Which okay. he wasn't. He wasn't wrong. Like yeah. at the time when he said, "Don't sign it," it would basically it's trapping me. Okay, right. So they 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 would have had me in a trap. I would have been stuck with them. And at the time, I was playing good, so I was just like, "Yeah, I don't want to sign that. I'm I'm better than an exhibit A contract. Like I think I can get a two way." Yeah, because okay. you're thinking. Yeah. So maybe there's another team out. Exactly. There. Yeah. So at the time we were talking to Detroit Pistons. So I'm like, well, okay, I'm hopefully I can get this call up. And ever since then, man, like I went from playing and being on the top 25 prospect list to dropping off the list completely, 
my minutes dropped drastically just because Malik and them, like, they normally come down two-way players to play for a couple weeks and then go back up. Mm-hmm. Those guys didn't play at all on the main team, so they kept them down. And they stayed, and, and he was in my position, so. Yeah. Just like, had to take one on the chin. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it is what it is, but, I mean, it was a learning process for me. Obviously, knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. I didn't handle it professionally like I should have. Um, not saying I lashed out at anybody, but, like, it kind of, like, put me in a – a, a different headspace, you yeah. know, like where I'm like, I know I'm better than these guys. Like, why, why am I in this position? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? And why is this not coming together? Like it yeah. was, you know, and the coach, what made it harder. That's when you find out business is business. Like yeah. you really find out like you're dumping in the deep end, you know, once yeah. you become a pro, like you can have guys in your corner, you can have all these, you know, these guys that are kind of preaching and letting you know and have your back, the guys that have been through that process. And I didn't have anybody that been through that process um, for the G League, per se. Yeah. Like I had a lot of the older guys from Bonaventure that would come to me and talk to me about Europe. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, like I'm not worried about Europe. Like, <laughs> and I look back on it, like I, my first year out, I turned down like $100,000 off for, for like a team in Italy. And everybody's like, you're crazy as hell. Like, how you turn out 100 to go to this, this, and that? And I'm just like, bro, I f- I'm an NBA player. Like, I know <laughs> I am. Like, I know I am. Like, these guys, I'm beating all the top guys I'm supposed to beat. Like, I'm going to all of these, like, NBA workouts, pre-draft workouts. I'm beating everybody. And, like, I knew I was ready, you yeah. know? But not everything pans out sometimes. And yeah. it is what it is. But, like, at the same time, I just, you know, if I – everybody's like, oh, would you do it different? Would you take that money and then take that process? I mean, it would have been a lot easier. You know, you stack a lot of bread at the same time and then hope you get that that chance at the league. Then you got a lot of bread in your pocket. You don't got to worry about nothing. But at that time, it was just like, man, I don't take back anything. It was a great process, and I learned a lot. And, like, you know, I'm kind of helping the guys that are in that same position that I was in now, you know, talking to the younger guys that are seniors and at Bonaventure and mentoring a lot of other guys that want to go pro and helping them, you know, and helping them see out of a different light than I did, you know, and learning from my mistakes and kind of, Helping them steer on the right track, so yeah. Yeah. it was cool though. Well, just from a straight numbers perspective, if you look at Major League Baseball with three, four developmental teams underneath mm-hmm. the main, yeah. you know, plus what forty guys on a baseball team times. Yeah. To, Baseball's know, a lot harder though. Yeah, you know, to get a call up, but you think, but there's so many more guys. Is I guess there what is. I'm talking about. There's a lot of guys. There's, and there's a lot of different levels, like you said. Yeah. You got like what three levels? Yeah. yeah. Basketball, you just got one level. Yeah. But there's not a but yeah. but that window's a lot tighter. Yeah. There's only a fifteen man roster. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't make that roster, there's like twenty maybe twenty teams. Yeah. You don't make that roster, you gotta think there's like fifteen hundred guys, maybe way more than that yeah. are trying yeah. to make that roster. Yeah. But way more overseas opportunity. Way more than yeah. way more countries, way more teams. Yeah. yeah. Japan or Korea pretty much otherwise. Yeah. Japan yeah, Japan for basketball pays well. Do they? Oh yeah. Korea pays well. But the leagues are like, you have it on your resume. It's kind of like, okay, whatever, you played there. If you're trying to go to a top league from those countries, it's going to be harder. Yeah. But if you're doing it for the money, it's you're in the right position then. It's not, they're not great. Over- you have to have been able to like, you have to be like at a top country, a respected country, respected league. I say go there first to a respected league and then go over there to play. Gotcha. And then you can go somewhere else maybe after that, mm. back to a top league or something. Like if you start there, they're going to be like, nah, you got to go prove yourself. Like, you need to go to, like, Belgium or something. Mm. Like, Belgium is still a good league, but, like, they'll be like, you need to go prove yourself in Belgium or something. Yeah. You know? How's China? China is 
a heavy hitter for money. Yeah. But it's not. Not as good competitively. No. Yeah. I mean, Jimmer, De- Jimmer for that scoring 70, 80 over there. <laughs> he gets in the He's NBA. He goes to the NBA and scores like five. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> you can also shoot 40 times on your team over there. Yep. They want you to. Like, if you're an American, they're like. You're like Superman to anybody in, in any foreign country. So, like. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, when you go over there, they expect you to do literally every single thing. You're like, bro, what? Like, how am I going to get a triple-double? Like, what are you talking about? But, like, these, they, they expect you to do, above, like, go above and beyond. You yeah. know, like, if you lose, all the fans, management, they all look at the Americans. Why aren't our Americans performing? Even if the, the homegrown guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do, yeah. it's always on the Americans. I swear it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But like that's the dream though, you know? Yeah. Like you got to take you got to you got to take take it for what it is. Like yeah. do you want to be the superman or do you want to be the guy under the radar that has to work 10 times harder to try to get to a, a respected country? Yeah. Of course, let's be the superman if yeah. it, if it goes down crashing and burning mm-hmm. whatever. No. Like I'd rather have all that pressure on me and everybody expecting me to do everything rather than, you know, not being looked at as the go-to guy. Yeah. That's just me though. Not everybody wants that that role though. What um is are there still NBA dreams or focus more on Europe or I'm not gonna lie, man. Like (sighs) every NBA is always a dream, but at the same time, it's like you gotta you gotta move smart. I'm 26. You gotta move. You gotta move smart. Every plan has to be calculated. Mm. Every plan has to be has to have a reason. Me staying home and working on my body and. Working on our business was was a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of course, I want to play. I'll still be doing stuff in the summer, you know, like Shy League. Um, probably be in the Drew League this summer for my first time. It would be really dope. Looking forward to that. TBT. A cool. lot, of, lot of competitive basketball I got yeah. going on for the summer where I can see where I'm at still. Um, but Europe, I feel like Europe's always an option. Yeah. Like Europe's always going to be there. Um, G League is, is, is a little bit harder. It's not going to always be there. Yeah. So you kind of have to, like like I said, you have to calculate it, man. You got you to gotta weigh them out, see what's best for you. And for me, I think moving forward, it'd be if I want to go back and play, I think Europe would be probably be best for me. Yeah. But um, never knock the G League. If it comes up as an, as an opportunity, I'm definitely going for Bloods. So yeah, we'll see. We'll if, see. If you ball out in the yeah. Drew League. Drew. <laughs> Opportunities. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be cool. That's going to be fun. And it's televised. Yep. Ooh. Drew League this year, they announced they're going to have it on ESPN this year. Ooh. And you got to think. like I'm. That's the one thing, though. Like, knowing if I'm, like, doing that with the guys in the Drew, in the Drew League, like, I'm doing it with my old teammate, Deion Wright. He's from Cali. So, you know, he's, he's done it every year. So I'm going to be with their team this year. And um, it's going to be a lot of traveling. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. obviously, I got to fly back every, you know, like, every other week. So I'm like, damn. Yeah. The goal is not to miss any games. <laughs> Can't promise anything, but yeah. Drew League is like one of those like once in a lifetime experience. Like you yeah. got to experience it. Yeah. You got all the celebrities that play in there. Mm-hmm. You got all the high level guys, all the guys that should be making millions of dollars. Ex NBA guys that already made mm-hmm. max contracts that play in it. Joe Johnson, a lot of ISO Joe, like a lot of guys. Swaggy. It's. High level basketball, man. It's fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. So, Shy League is still fun too here in Chicago. Like, yeah. Shy League is still a, a a solid league. Yep. But Drew League's got like Drew League's. That's got, national hype. That's hype. Yep. That's hype. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Is is there anything specific at, at, at the level that you're at where, you, like, in reflection, you're like, man, if I could just get this one or two things better within my game, mm. man, that would, mm. that's the next thing. Look, how? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What is that? <laughs> For me? Yeah. I think um, take that challenge, you know, and I was always known young when I was younger, I was always known as a defensive guy. Like if you look at my scouting report when I was like, they were recruiting the kids out of high school, they always said high level, like I was a five-star defender, right? High level score, shooter, not necessarily score, yeah. like a high level shooter. And then when I got older, I started to really transform my game where I can score on all levels. But now, <laughs> I would say take that challenge on defense. Like, I know I can play defense when I'm pissed off. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to let you score on me when I'm pissed off. Like, I just need to, like, do a better job of being more consistent with that. Yeah. Just need to be pissed off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get angry. Yeah. And, and, and what helps with that, not the anger issues, but <laughs> what, what helps with that would be while I'm here. Yeah. yeah. In Oak, the shape. Being able to guard you full court the whole fucking game whenever mm-hmm. I need to. Yeah. And that's kind of like the main thing. And I'm being honest, like, I'm not worried about my offensive game at the next level mm-hmm. at all. Like, that just comes with repetition. Like, me being in the gym doing what I do every single day, like, I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about my body, my shape. And like I said, defense would probably be the one thing that stops a lot of guys from getting paid. You can score the ball all you fucking want. Like, but if you don't play defense at a high level and no defensive principles and know where you're supposed to be, because it takes a lot of pressure off of you and your teammates yeah. when you're in the right position. Sometimes the ball just lands in your hands because you're in the right <laughs> position. And a lot of guys don't know defensive principles, man. And I think I know I mean, I know those things. I just I just think better, I just need to take more pride in wanting to lock you up. Like, yeah. like not to wait for you yeah. to piss me off. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? That's that's what I think for me personally, but and uh, I want to be able to broadcast my game a lot bit more and, and be more of a combo, you know, if I'm able to get back at that high level. Not able to get back. I mean, like, if you're G League level again, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, I know for a fact I can play the one, but a lot of teams know your past history, so they always be like, oh, you're a shooter, so how are we going to put you in my system to shoot? They already yeah. got their guys that they want to handle the ball, you know? And at the next level, you got to be a scoring one. There's yeah. like obsolete mm-hmm. now to have point guards that are just passing. Them. Yeah, yep. it's hard to see them. So, I mean, you got to see Fred. You got to see CP3. A lot of guys, like everybody, can score the ball. You're a scoring one. Yep. You make the right play. It doesn't have to be flashy. You make the easy play, the right yep. play, and you score the ball and get paid. Yeah. Even Rondo can score now. <laughs> That's the formula. Rondo had like 22 in the in the in the chip. You remember when people would be like 10 feet off of him if he was behind the three point line? Celtics now he's Rondo. Threes. It's like I'm letting you shoot. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> he had that. I'll never forget. He had that one game. Remember, he had like 40. Yep. Oh, he's playing yep. the Heat. He had like 40. Yep. They lost, but yeah. I was just if like, man, it was great to see Rondo shoot threes from like the volleyball line. <laughs> he was. It was, it was crazy back then, yeah. but then, yeah, like now he's he's more of a slasher. Yep. He still has that mid-range now. Yep. So, like I said, if you want to get paid, you got to be able to score on all levels and you got to be able to defend. That's that is, what's going to yeah. get you money. When yeah. I think of, like, the, the transition of the NBA 1, that, that's who I always think about. Because he used to be, like, 25 dimes and then 12 <laughs> Two points. points. <laughs> yeah, 12 <laughs> points. Most of them were free throws. Yeah. <laughs> and now, he, now he, I, he's shooting threes. I never thought. I mean, yeah, you'd be playing 2K 
And you wouldn't even guard him until he got inside three. Never. Yeah. I did the same thing with Westbrook on 2K. Yep. I'm letting Westbrook shoot. Yep. <laughs> Fuck, I am. <laughs> Westbrook is shooting. Bro. Yeah. But now he's, like, pulling up threes in your face for game. Mm-hmm. I still don't think he's a good shooter, though. <laughs> he's more capable. Yeah, I don't think he's a good shooter. No, nah, nobody. I don't think anybody <laughs> goes. Who's your Who's your favorite shooter? Westbrook, in the bro. Russell Westbrook's Westbrook. my favorite shooter, <laughs> hands down. Nah, never, ever. What's the business? You mentioned that a couple times. Yeah. Thought you never asked, man. Uh, <laughs> he kept no. saying business. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm a part owner, man, in uh. Dispensary and cultivation we're building out in Rockford. Oh. Um, so, you know, I'll give you cheaper prices on the yeah. drinks. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, I, that's kind of why I stayed home, honestly. Um, I had the opportunity to go over and play in uh, Germany. Uh, decided to stay here. Obviously, the money was a cut, but I knew it would have been a decent opportunity. But yeah. um, I got linked in with a couple guys here. Um Invested all my little bread into it. So it was a good chunk. But, you know, the guys, you know, they've been holding it down. Mm-hmm. Great team, keeping it family-oriented. I was one of my buddies from high school. Uh, his uncle contacted me at first to be an investor and then kind of got on the team with him. Um, now I'm part owner in it. So we're cultivating remedies right now. Um, we'll be able to be launching stuff probably. I'm hoping to receive the craft license sometime in May. Craft license. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be, I hope everybody's listening. We're going to be bigger than Sunnyside. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, nice. we're the only cultivation in our area. Yeah. Um, we don't have to buy from anyone. We don't have a middleman. We grow our own. We do everything. Right now, we already put our plants in for CBD, CBG. So, we're already moving that stuff. So, sweet. So, right now, man, it's it's just, I'm just learning the business side. And I'm also yeah. doing the course right now mm-hmm. to be able to grow. Yeah. So I'm learning all of that right now, but I'm with the team. I'm 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 kind of in charge of the marketing side of things, so I'm doing everything on that side. Um, Max, Mike, uh, my another we got like two mics. <laughs> um, you know those guys handle. One's the CEO. He runs everything. The business guy. Mm-hmm. He no brainer. Like he runs like all these four. He runs like two Fortune 500 companies. So we're like, yeah, bro, you're the CEO. Like, oh wow, you handle that. And then Max is his brother. He's the head cultivator, so he does our growing right now. Then I'm learning that, and I'm doing, like, the marketing side. So it'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Um, this is my first time really being a part of a business in general, one. But yeah. I get to learn startup. Like, mm-hmm. I'm learning what it means to go through a startup process. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, and they were, like, struggling with finding investors. Like, they put the money down. Um, we, we got the facility. We're over by Rockford Airport. Okay. Um, big ass hangar where you just grew out like 10, 12 rooms. Um, that's only on the front half. And then we got a whole nother back half that can probably fit like eight more rooms. Ooh. So we'll be building on that probably in the next couple months. We already okay. finished the first half. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, it's, where's it's the fun. store going to be? Um, we haven't decided on the store yet. We're yeah. probably going to break ground on the, on that. We'll probably build it. Is it going to be in Rockford? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, it was, I didn't expect to be in that kind of realm, but yeah. it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, and it's oh. a fun industry, and it's yeah. a lot you can do with it, you know, and like Fred invested, um, got him to be an investor. Also, I'm trying to make him the ambassador for, Yeah, not going to give out too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot of the stuff, we got a lot of stuff cooking up, man. I'm excited for it. But. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah. Because I'm amazed how, I mean, there there's some people that CBD is, it's almost brought them back, back from death type of thing. Like ex-NFL guys who are just banged up and, you know, concussion stuff. And, like, that's been their lifeline to yeah. get them back to, you know, mm-hmm. normality and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I, it's not going away. It's yeah. <laughs> No. I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah, it's definitely It's going to be hard growing. to get rid of it. Yeah, and it's young. Yeah. Billion-dollar industry, like you said, and it's young. So it's like... With, with that, you kind of have to be able to put that in with the athletes. Not a lot of, like, it's not huge in the NBA. And that's kind of why we're on the, the level really? of pushing it yeah. with those guys. There's way more NFL guys than you will ever see NBA guys, right now, at least. There's, like, maybe one or two. There's a couple ex-NBA guys that own companies mm-hmm. like that, like CBD companies. and I mean, it's just not it's just not where it should be yet. Yeah. At least in the NBA, like I'm saying. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, we got the NBA hookup. Might as, yeah. well, might as, well, might as well use bro, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, I mean, we're not worried about making the money. And as everyone knows, the Mary side is recreational. It's going to sell itself. Yeah. Yep. And we got a couple rappers that we got, you know, that want to sell their, <laughs> their stuff to us, like their, their strains and stuff. And we can kind of like mix strains together and, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. But at the same time, what'll make that dream even better is balancing it with basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. There you go. So right now I'm putting myself in place to where I can help run a business without being here. Mm. Um and I'll be able to expand. You know, like my goal is to be able to expand it and out of the Midwest. I want to control the entire Midwest before we move anywhere else. And we have the we have the tools, we have the right people, we have the right idea, yeah. the blueprint, everything's in place. Now we're just in that process of executing it. Yeah. So right now, I mean, we got the money raised. We just got like three different investors like two days ago that were Ooh. just like heavy guys, like <laughs> two fifty, three hundred, like they're coming in a piece. Nice. So it's like it's it's gonna move. Yeah. So so if you're listening, in a, <laughs> get in while you can, because yeah. it's going to take off. What, what's the actual company name? Cultivated Remedy. Oh, okay. Okay, that's the name of the. Okay, gotcha. Finely Crafted. What, um, at the bottom. Is there a website? <laughs> Not yet. Not it's, yet. On, it's in okay. the process. It's coming. Process. Um, can you talk about, and I've, I've just heard, this is me with my limited, because I've done the like CBD, MD stuff online, just because they're a Joe Rogan sponsor, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll give that a go. And I'm, I am amazed how, like, Adam's tendonitis, you know, mm-hmm. within his wrists, like go, not completely healed, but definitely better. I sleep better, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, quality, the quality control piece is w- what I've heard being different within different, because yeah. you can find some very expensive CB and some less expensive and did it. Can, can you talk on the, on that piece and what? I like, think, I think for me personally, like one, I'm still learning a lot about it, but at the same time, I think name has a lot. To yeah. go like uh, Cresco Labs runs everything, and they're like that middleman to every company. Yeah, you know, so like they control everything out west, and then anybody that branches out here, like they control it. Sunnyside buys from Cresco. Like uh-huh. Cresco is like the billion dollar industry, right? Whew. So like, for me, I think it's more of the cultivator. Like if yeah. if they know what they're doing and they're growing at a high level and prolific bud, and I think that's the difference. You know, it's not necessarily. You don't have to have a big name to know what you're doing. And yeah. our guys, I mean, their names are going to, it's going to come <laughs> up. Like the people are going to know their names, but it's that percentage in the CBD and the CBG is 
that effect that you're talking about that you have. Gotcha. Right? So when you have kind of that side-by-side effect, when you put THC and you mix it with the CBD, mm-hmm. it won't, it's not enough to seep into your pores and in your bloodstream where you can test positive, right? Yeah. It won't, you won't test positive for it. But that side-by-side effect, a lot of people have way more progress with that and they, they see a difference rather than using straight CBD or straight CBG. For oh. me, I'm a straight CBG guy, right? It's Higher CBG. percentage. So it's the same thing basically, uh-huh. but it's just higher percentage and it's concentrated differently. Oh. Right? So Max, I'm not gonna say the percentage because Max will kill me, but <laughs> Max is growing a way higher percentage gotcha. than these these pro growers are growing for Cresco. Gotcha. Like Max so is quality. He's putting quality in. Max into. is putting quality. So yeah. you guys are like craft beer of weed kind of right now. We are. We are. We're that we're that little name yeah. that that is crafting, you know, like IPA or something, yeah. you know, like yep. that's that's literally what we're doing. We're in that process and um the guys, you know, we're we're still learning about it like even Max, as good as he is at, at growing and being a cultivator, he still hasn't mastered it. Yeah. He's still learning. Yeah. You know, and huh. I I don't know about those guys, but I mean, I'm blessed to be in a position to learn from him. You know, he, he knows all the heavy hitters, all the big-name guys out west that grow. He's originally from Colorado, so of course he knows. <laughs> right? So he brings all his 12 to 13 years of knowledge and growing to here. You know, to be able yeah. to learn from him, I'm in a great position. Yeah. So. And, I mean, we have bombs. I'll have to bring some in for you guys yeah, to try. We yeah. have bombs. Those work. Yeah, just right on the skin. Absorb through the Perfectly. Skin. Yeah. Perfectly. And, like, we have something that's more potent now where it seeps, like, three layers deeper. Ooh. So you'll probably feel it a lot faster than you normally would with something you would buy over the counter. Here. Yeah. 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 We just can't, you know, sell it yet. Yeah. But you'll get the test product. Yeah. You'll like it. <laughs> you'll you'll yeah. like it. Yeah. I put it on every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You notice, notice the difference. Every, yeah. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> like, it's you just put it, basically, they say you put, like, a handful of... Wherever your injury's at, right? Mm-hmm. So I always just use it either on my lower back. <laughs> it's always the lower back. Just shower in it. <laughs> shower in it. Um, and then it kind of has like that little slight icy hot effect mm-hmm. where it's not, you know, too much, too overbearing. Mm-hmm. But tingly. You can feel it. Yeah. And it's more mental because then when you feel that, you're like, oh, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. We got gummies we're going to be coming out with. Like kind of how Gatorade had like the mm-hmm. sugar gummies for like the mm-hmm. athletes. Like we're going to be doing that for athletes yeah. where it's going to be a recovery gummy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah, man. Well, those are the, uh, the CBDMD ones. I've gotten the – I love the gummies. Yeah. I eat too many is the thing because they're no. delicious. It's like, it's like, like you don't want to make five. them nasty. <clears throat> yeah. But then it's like you kind of want to. Yeah. But then it's they're like, too no. good. They eat the yeah. whole bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I feel amazing. And then next thing you know, you're just feeling like you're on a cloud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a day. And then For you're like, my bottle's empty. Damn, I got to get another one. <laughs> and it's like 60 bucks. That's, that's the issue. Yeah. Oh. I think the difference with us is that we're, like Max always preaches of being the cultivator that's doing it for the right reason, mm-hmm. yeah. right? We're not in it just for the money. We know we're going to make a lot of money with it. That's just how it happens in that industry. But at the same time, it's like you're doing it for the right reason, Yeah. you know, and our CEO is a ex, like he's a veteran. I think he's ex-military guy. So mm-hmm. their main thing was doing the CBD and CBG for the vets yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and all the military mm-hmm. guys that have going through that whole process, you yeah. know, and that was like their main thing. And then I brought a different perspective on being with athletes, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody has like their own lane that they're good yeah. at and you bring them all together. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. 
So that's awesome. Uh, the the coaching fraternity I'm part of, uh, power athlete, um, John Wilborn, who played in the NFL for for ten years, is buddies with Kyle Turley, who played offensive line for the Saints mm-hmm. back in the day. They all played in the you know, not nineties early early decade, mm-hmm. but where concussions happened all the time, but you didn't know it was a concussion type of thing. Yep. And and Kyle was in a bad bad place and started a his own CBD company. I don't know what it's called, whatever, but. Uh, he, he's one of the guys I think of where so many of those those guys from that era um, have committed suicide yeah. and did a, and that's where the CBD is such a big deal for yeah. for so many people and um, yeah that's exciting man that's good for you There's, I knew I knew you you were doing marketing work this you know yeah. this last year. I didn't know what it that, was but the marketing <laughs> I was doing was no it was completely different oh that was different yeah. oh yeah. I was okay. actually with a different company and that was I was like nah you know like. I think I'm gonna go back and play. I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing you know, I meet with these guys, and they're like, "What are you doing?" I told them where I was working at, and they're just like, "Bring that over here." <laughs> I'm like, "Wait, you want me to work with you?" And they're just like, "Why not?" And I'm just like, "You know what? Why not? Like, yeah. let's let's just see where it goes." I mean, I'm I'm glad to be in that position. Startup for anybody that's ever. I mean, you guys know. Yeah. Startups. Not on your scale, but yeah. 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 Startups. Way less money. <laughs> Startup is trash, but it's it's a process. And if everybody buys into what you're talking about and everybody believes in yeah. what you guys are doing, then it's a breeze. Like that first five months was miserable. Yeah. Because yeah. they counted on me to get the investors. Because like mm-hmm. they tried without it. Like they tried getting investors before I got on with them. And it was always the runaround. And then I brought in my first investor was Fred. I'm like, Oh, there you go. <laughs> thanks Fred. Yeah. He was the first one. <laughs> you get Fred, then you look, start looking pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we sat in with them, had a little talk. And, What's up, man? Yeah. It's like yelling, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that whole process and that beginning was that first five months was trash. And then, now is everything starting to come together. Now we have guys that are coming in that are more hands-on with their investment, and they're just like, why don't we have plants in here? Why don't we do this? And it's good because it's pushing us, right? Yeah. And we kind of yep. need that. And now all the money's kind of coming in together, yeah. which is, like, overwhelming because it's like, damn, we had, like, this number we wanted to come in with, and we exceeded it by, like, 400000 So it's like we're where we need to be. We're just, we're just wait. That craft is what's going to separate us from everybody else. So we can legally sell CBD, CBG. We can't legally grow weed yet. So we're in that process. That's awesome. Yeah. And everybody always asks me, like, bro, you smoke? Like, bro, I'm just in the industry. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't smoke, but yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never smoked CBD or CBG either. I want to try that, though. I have. Yeah, I like I it. I heard it's smokable yeah. flowers, like. Yeah. It was, was my good. preferred way over gummies. I definitely liked it more. Yeah. Just because, I don't know. I don't, I mean, the gummies are cool. Yeah. But. But it's it, it, my problem with the gummies was that I would eat 10, <laughs> 11, because they taste good. The, yeah, the gummies, it, the gummies to me, I feel like are, I've never, I don't know. I think it's just based on your body, your body type. Yeah. I haven't really felt a difference. The, the difference I felt was in that bomb, though. I've I've never done the bomb stuff. I should try yeah, that. Uh, we got some coming. I'm going to bring in like a handful for you guys to have. It'll be all over my lower back. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it works, man. It works. Like Max is really good at it. Um, it looks kind of greasy at first because that's just like the test product. But I don't even care. At the end of the day, like we're going to have it processed through yeah. a different company, yeah. and it'll be more of a lotion type. Mm-hmm. So 
the recipe's there. Yeah. The recipe's good. It works. He did. A, yeah, he did yeah. a good job. With now it. it's cosmetics. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting, bud. Yeah, that's cool. It is, man. Uh-huh. It is. It is. I just hope, like you know, a couple years from now, we can have a different conversation about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking about expanding. Hopefully, a couple yeah. years from now. So. Yep. My main goal is sunny side. That's my main goal. Yeah. yeah. Beat sunny side. <laughs> Cause like Sunny Side's doing their thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you know you just got a middleman though. Mm-hmm. You don't collect all that revenue when you have to buy from Cresco Labs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cresco's taxing. They tax because they can't. Yeah. So when you make all that and you see in the news, oh, they made twenty, twenty something million in the past what yeah. month? Yep. That's not all theirs. Yeah. No. It kind of goes back to what you were saying before. It's kind of you're betting on yourself. You're making your own product. Hundred percent. Yep. And it, it makes it a lot easier when you got a huge group of guys with money yeah. <laughs> that yeah. believe in the same thing you believe in. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, like, me bringing in a couple – so I brought in my, my one of my best friends, his stepdad, Mike. Um, I brought him in, and he kind of, like, he wanted to be an investor, but he's like, I want to get in the industry. Like, I want to be hands-on. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> I'm sit down, and we'll have this talk. I'll match you up with the guys. You could talk to uh, Mike, our other, other Mike. He's our CEO. I'm like – Definitely talk to him about it. Like, I, I I know we're in need of help. Yeah. So, Mike sat down with him and talked to him. So, Mike and Mike, they sat down <laughs> with each other and they talked. And um, he controls our books, our finances and everything. And he's he brought in his best friends. who Those were the guys that were 200, 250, 300. <laughs> so, he helped bring in that. For me, just bringing him in and then him bringing in other people. Like, that's what jump-started it. That's yeah. what took it to that next level. And... It's all about who you know. Yeah, it, it really is. If you have right? if you have connects, yep. Connects goes a long way. Yeah. A long way. In anything that you're doing though, in any industry. Yeah. You know, like just like 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 similar to what you guys are doing with you training in the volleyball. There's probably so many coaches you have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. it's just it's just about who you know, man. It's about yep. obviously you gotta know your your what you're doing, your industry, but yeah, you gotta connects Takes you a long, a long way. Yeah, a long you, way. connections help. You definitely still have to. No, no. you can't. You can't you provide got, crap. You gotta know you know, your you shit. Gotta yeah. Act, yeah, you gotta actually do something. But yeah, connections can kind of take you to the next level. Yeah. And like, I never really knew connections. Like, like I knew I had connections, but I never utilized them. Yeah. Because I was always had that focus of playing ball. Like I'm always doing this. I'm always doing that. Like I never had those connects. And then like when you sit back and you just like reflect on all the people you've met and i'm like damn yeah. <laughs> like one call helped me bring in half a mil yeah one call <laughs> to one guy who yeah. brought in his buddies like it's just like shit nope. <laughs> like sometimes you got it you have to sit back and like me i was i took it more personal just because like i don't ask for help like I, that was yeah. like my yep. thing growing up like i really didn't i always thought like i can do everything on my own you know, I'm like only people. I'm like if I if I don't ask my parents, then I'm not asking anybody else. Like yep. that's the only people I ask. And then like I got older and it was just like, damn, like <laughs> some help he, is good. <laughs> help, help help takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. yeah, it does. Where I don't have to go to three different combines to go to one country. <laughs> I can make a call to one guy and he's like, oh, talk to this guy. Yeah. Then I talk to that guy. Oh, you need a team? Yeah. Uh, two days later, he has a team for you. It's like, damn. Yeah. It's that easy. Yep. I mean, it's not always that easy, but, yeah, you know, no, like, yeah, yeah, having no, connects, yeah. it helps a lot, man. Absolutely. It helps a lot. Well, this is exciting, bud. Yeah. Look at you, the entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, man. <laughs> it's my, 
my first time being being in this situation. Yeah. So I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, What's well, an empowering thing? You I know? Wanna, that's why, I mean, yeah. there's going to be a time where I'll sit down and ask you guys questions. I mean, you guys have been through that whole process of yeah. running a business. and I mean, I know I'm not the <laughs> CEO, but, I mean, I hold weight. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. I'm still learning, you know, and. Be learning for a while. For a while. Yeah. yeah. What what works, what doesn't work. It's a good position to be in, though. The mar- I mean, my position is a lot tougher, I feel like, just because of the marketing. Like, you have to be able to put out product and be able to like broadcast stuff and what what attracts the public what makes them want to come in what makes them want to try your product what makes them want to fall in love with your product certain deals how can i have them attract you know like Mm -hmm. i'm learning man and i know we're not even on the market yet but i'm just like watching videos studying Mm. the courses what's helped me a lot the more you know about the grow process the easier it is to sell a product yeah there's a lot that goes like you have to treat a plant like a fucking human. <laughs> like I gotta sing a lullaby to this mm. plant. Like certain sunlight, certain temperatures, everything to throw it off. You can't grow the same like a female plant and a male plant. You can't have them in the same area unless you're doing crossbreeding. If you're not crossbreeding and you're just doing a strictly male plant, strictly female plant, they can't be in the same realm. Yep. Stupid. What's your, what's your degree? International business. Okay. <laughs> Not even using it. <laughs> Not even using it. Like 85% of the rest of the world. Yeah. Not using my degree. Yeah. Really? Didn't go to school for marketing. Learned it obviously through the business courses, mm-hmm. but did not go to school for marketing. Yeah. Marketing's fun, huh? It's fun. You're going to do like Instagram stuff? Yeah. 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 It's. I'll probably run the IG page. Yeah. Um. It's a lot more work than you think, yes. too. I'm saying that now, yeah. but we'll get, probably hire somebody. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably hire one of my buddies. He's he's an investor with us. Um, him and his sister actually just invested like a month ago, um, and he's kind of in that industry. He's tech savvy, so I'm just gonna you know. They offered him. They're like, "Yo, can you start our webpage? Like, can you handle it?" And he's like, "I'll help run it. I don't mm-hmm. want to start it. I don't want to." Mm-hmm. He's like, I hate coding, but he can do it. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to start it, but I can help run Make, it. Making a website's terrible. Yeah. But he oh, knows what he's doing, though. So, like, I'm probably going to just use him to yeah. run the the page. And <laughs> that's what he does, man. Like, if we're paying him a nine, like, he's, his job will be with us. Our starting yeah. pay is $60,000 a year. <laughs> and I was just like, I looked at them when we were all sitting down yeah. talking about that. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you for real? Like, yeah. Why, yeah. why are we starting so high? <laughs> but... They were just like, oh, yeah. okay, we're going to keep it in-house at first. Like, we're not going to really hire anybody until probably year two. So we're just going to, like, map it out for that whole year. Once we, I mean, like, year two after the craft. Gotcha. So, like, right now, if, even if it takes, like, if they push it back a little further like they did, we should already, actually, we should already had our craft last February. But COVID. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. COVID with <laughs> everybody. Yeah, it ruins everything. But craft licenses. That's the key. That's number one. Yeah. Right. So you get signed off your permits, the state, everything. Once you get all that stuff signed off and what helps your process of getting that craft faster is having the business like we do right now yeah. already. Yeah. Being able to be in that CBD, CBG market. Mm. That's what's going to have them come in and be like, oh, you guys are not new to it. Only thing you have to do is literally flip plants. Yeah. You have to literally clean rooms out and flip plants. That's all you have to do. We already have everything else put in place. So yeah, craft, I think we'll be that first group to get it. So I'm not really worried about it, honestly. It's exciting, but it is exciting. 
just kept I can legally the grow. I can legally grow weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can legally grow weed. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, think like when you were in high school. <laughs> that would everybody's like, "Where's the weed at in high school? Yeah. Where's the weed?" If they would have told you in eight years you'd be growing your own <laughs> weed, you'd be like, "Yeah, right, right." Yeah, I right. can name it what I want to name it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can crossbreed whatever I want with it and put it on. I can put. And sell it in a store. Oak bud. Yeah. <laughs> oak oak bud. bud. <laughs> There's a lot you can do with it, but it's exciting, man. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what the future holds. Still want to play, though, to go back to that. Yeah. Still, <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, it is a lifestyle working out. Like, even if I don't play, I work out every day. Yeah. yeah. It's a lifestyle. But not saying I'm working out for no reason. Yeah. I do want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, well, I think you kind of found that balance too. Within again, the, the CBD, I, I'm amazed with how I was skeptical initially, and I'm like, hey, I'll give it a go and blah blah. I, I'm amazed. You were too. asking me about it. Yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. And I'm getting old, and you know, thing, things but, hurt. But even the even the way that the world is, and all, all everybody's stress and anxiety and stuff like that, how how that has helped people. And again, with the you know your yeah. your your military guys and your 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 athletes, and um, you know how that feeds into you know playing the sports and recovering in the sports and. Yeah, I, I think there's so much there. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you guys saw in the bubble, like they announced that they took weed off of the banned substance list. Yeah. So the oh. guys who were in the bubble and were able to smoke every day if they wanted to weed. Yep. Yep. So it's like you got to think like the only thing about yeah. being in sports is like I don't think it affects your performance. No, I, I just no. think you just have to be able to balance it and not abuse it, just like any other drug in the world. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. abuse it. Like if you do it every single day, four times a day, your wind is going to be, you know, yeah, yeah. you don't want to abuse it. But at the same time, like, I think it should be legal in all sports just yeah, because man. if you smoke weed, there's a lot of benefits from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a, it's just like a inflammatory, it's just yeah. like taking medicine yeah. at the same time. And there's a lot of, you know, you don't have to smoke to be overly high. There's indicas, there's sativas mm-hmm. that you can smoke yeah. to just have a relaxed yeah. feeling a buzz without being high yeah then you could smoke you know to be to go to sleep yeah yeah there's a lot of people that that suffer from insomnia mm-hmm. yep. they smoke weed to go to sleep there's gonna be a time where it's gonna be federally legal where yeah it's not gonna be banned on anything it's gonna be sold at a 7-eleven yeah yep. that's why we're in the market now because like it's gonna be there's gonna come a time where yeah. it's gonna be easy access where it's probably gonna be like a kiosk at walmart you can <laughs> just you know so, yeah, it, is, yeah. it is weird that's banned in the NFL or in the in a lot of sports. Yeah, because it's not like it's not like. Only some, thing I say you can ban it is in like NASCAR. Like if you're driving, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you playing football. No one's. I mean, yeah. Don't yeah. be high on game day, but well, at, <laughs> I might, might have an after sativa hit me. Yeah. Before I go out there, I need to get my jitters together. <laughs> But I mean, hey, nobody's nobody's going from a thirty percent field goal shooter to a forty five percent field goal shooter because they exactly. started smoking weed. Exactly, it's not a performance really enhancing. It's not an enhancing. and it doesn't yeah. decline your performance. Yeah. So it's like that you're gonna have to. And and I look back on all the guys that lost their careers over weed. Ricky Williams, Ricky Williams, mm-hmm. Tyreek uh, Evans. A lot of guys lost their Flash. careers. Flash. Yeah. A lot of guys lost their careers over weed, and it's just like. How can you get mad at these guys? They're still running. Ricky Williams still putting 200 plus yards on the ground. Like, how yeah. can you say he's not doing what he's supposed to do? Yeah. Now, if it gets to a point where it becomes, I don't, I mean, I don't know how these guys get addicted to it. That's, I don't believe it, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. You got to show me the studies. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah. 
there's guys that are like, oh, well, he couldn't control himself, so he couldn't make training camp, or he couldn't do mm. this and that. And it's just like, all right, if you can't be able to balance it How and high was not he? be fresh, <laughs> he was probably high. Yeah. <laughs> if you're missing training camp. Training camp. But if you're also a guy that is a franchise player, yeah, you're expected you're to meet those certain criteria. Yep. You know, like you have to be there. You have to lead yeah. by example. Like you have to do this. So I get it, but no, it's going to be legal in all sports. Sooner or later. Yeah. Basketball was smart by taking off the band substance list. Yeah. Yep. At least for the bubble. I, th- I think it's still the same, right? I, didn't, I haven't checked. I haven't it, heard but, anything that it got but, reinstated or anything. Yeah. It's, pro- it's probably off. NBA was smart about it because they're just like, man, we make all these athletes smoke. Yeah. 90% of the league smokes. Yeah. Maybe more. I might I yeah. might be even lower. I think it's yeah. like, not, it's got to be upper 95, man. Oh, like, yeah. they all smoke. But they all can come in and perform. Yeah. You can't tell me James Harden doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> but he comes out and gives you a triple-double, 40-point triple-double. Yeah, right. What are you going to say? <laughs> no, James, you can't play anymore. What? It is just funny. Right? It's stupid. It's when you look at it like that and you see the level of athletes that are still performing at a high level that still smoke, yep. what are you going to do? Yeah. And you're eliminating cele- or uh, you know potential superstars. Yeah. like Which makes your league worse if you... Numbers go down, yep. ratings, TV ratings, everything. Huh. Jersey sales. Like, he he was smart. He was smart yeah. about banning it from the, taking it off the banned yep. substance list. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. It's yeah. a business at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think other sports are going to see it as a business as well. Yeah, Maybe not Europe. They're like tight asses. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're like tight asses. Like, when I got off the plane, soon as I landed in Athens, they had the FIBA federation met me at my gate made me piss in the airport <laughs> wow like in front of me he's just watching me take my pants i'm like bro <laughs> already can you turn your head right like i pissed on the plane i don't even have to pee right now and he's just like well we can't leave until you until you use it it's like what like i had a teammate i'm not gonna say his name but i had a teammate that he signed late with us in greece they did the same thing to him in the airport his his test came back inconclusive. <laughs> so they banded him. It didn't say that he smoked weed. Nothing came back. But you could tell he took something to mask it. And it came back inconclusive. So they, they kicked him out of the league. He was playing his ass off. <laughs> kicked him out of the league. He's the reason. Uh, them kicking him off was the reason why we didn't go far in playoffs. He was a major key. Shot blocker, rim protector, rim runner. Yeah. Did everything. Couldn't shoot, but I mean, he did everything he was supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> got rid of him. I'm like, are you kidding me? Then they got rid of our best defender because he couldn't score at all. They were just like, he, well, this is this is Europe. He has to be able to score. But he's he's having four steals. Of, he's yeah. stealing the ball four times a game, 12 rebounds. Who cares he has five points? Yeah. Let us shoot. <laughs> we yeah. want more shots. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? You were like, I want... Less people. Right? <laughs> we were winning, too. So it's like, why get rid of him? Once they got rid of those two guys, it was downhill. So, like, to go back on that, like, we uh, we can make or break a lot of people's careers. Yeah. yeah. Like, even even in the business world, like, they do way more hardcore drugs than, <laughs> <laughs> than, than weed. So how can you go into somebody at work who works hard? Or even a warehouse job. Yeah. How can you say, oh, why are you giving them a drug test? Yeah. long as they're not coming into work high. Yeah. Why does it matter what they do when they're off work at home with their recreation time? Why does it matter? 
That's just my thought about it. No, so that, that, that's kind of why I got in the industry though, because yeah. I, I was like really curious to see the process, like what what goes into growing one, what makes what makes bud stronger than than this bud, like what mm-hmm. goes in that process, and I'm learning it. I'm learning it. Soon I'll be able to grow my own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'll probably smoke. <laughs> well, if it's yours, you have to try it. I have to try the product. Yeah. Then I have to have some guinea pigs to try the product with me. Yeah. So chefs have to taste their food. <laughs> I mean, how else do you know if it's good? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I did not know the podcast was going to go this direction. This is not. <laughs> I didn't either. But I mean, if you guys want to go back to the basketball talk, no. it's <laughs> the, the oak chip. performance enhancement this podcast. Is... So, so yeah, the CBD is going to, you know, oak performance. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, yeah. What? And ties in together. Well, it's funny because I, I really, again, the only one I have ex- experience with is the CBDMD. Again, the yeah. only reason because it's on Rogan's podcast. I'm like, oh, I've tried it. But they have a wholesale program I looked at the other day just out of pure curiosity. Like, oh, okay. Maybe other people could benefit this. Like, just we, go to Beehive. It's kind of... Right, I, I, right I, over there. Which, and it's it's always like, I, I guess the, the the quality I never know about, like what where it is, like something local versus something I I don't know. Yeah. Joe likes it. Is it good? You know yeah. I don't. Well, I don't they know. pay Joe, so of course. They, well, they do. Joe, he likes it. But I don't pay think, Joe. We're paying you stuff. to say the right stuff. So <laughs> so if you go over there to the Bumble Beehive <laughs> thing, it's the same stuff. You same think stuff. So? You, oh no, I know so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it comes in the same packaging. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's that they don't even try. It's oh. just a they slap a Beehive logo on top of where. Oh, the other logo is yeah. Oh, yeah. The prices are almost the exact. No, yeah, like, almost the exact same. Like wow, yeah, wow. It's, it, wow. you just don't have to pay for shipping. Okay, because it's right here. Yeah, you pick it up. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's the same stuff. Yeah, there, there's a there's a if you look, at, there's like a main company and they actually have their own website and it's the same price. Yeah. So yeah. Huh. Things I didn't know. Yep. I, I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff in the industry are just copycats yeah yeah and i mean in everything pretty much well it's a lot of people that hopped on because it's it's you know everybody knew it was going to be big so they just hopped on and then they found somebody they could buy it from and then it's like okay this is easy it sells itself yeah and if you make enough money you know you don't have to make millions so if you make a supply to meet the demand and yep to drop maybe the number a little bit you're probably gonna get more people yeah Yeah. and then that guy's gonna have to challenge you because he's now he's gonna have to drop his price it's just back. It's just yeah. business mm-hmm. equity. It's the same, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, I feel like, that's kind of like here, right? Like at the gym, right? You pay for your training. You pay for what you get. And I feel like, you know, I get what I what I what I what I pay for here. Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's I love it. That's I why Matt it. makes you suffer the way he does because he, he wants to give you your money's worth <laughs> instead of going to peak and paying a hundred dollars a month for what. I'm paying a hundred dollars to use your pool and sauna. I don't live there. <laughs> that pool is nice. Though. That pool is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I need you guys to get a pool. I don't know if I can get a pool. <laughs> how yeah. about a sauna? I'm working that. Yeah. How about a, a hot sauna? Tub? I mean, what about a hot tub? Hot tub. Can we just slap a hot tub out in the middle of the gym? Right in the middle. I think the water is an issue. Just the plumbing in this building. It's kind of I shaky. Mean, <laughs> I think the I think the sauna would be huge though. He tried. I remember. Yeah. You were going to get one. What did he yeah. say? Did he do the owner? Well, it, no. It, it, no, it's just more the, we, we need a, I don't know. We'd have to get a big one. It would take a big footprint. I don't know where it'd fit. Yeah, but it'd be like a. I do like the sauna. 
Yeah. What is the ultra? The ultra light, the red light, or whatever. That's the one yeah. he was looking, yeah. looking at. Yeah, the infrared. 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 Yeah. Him and um. You guys got a lot of space back in back there. Sick. It's not really being used. It's not very private though. Like it's way. <laughs> yeah, and it's you, way you, out there. You are very much in a exposed <laughs> sort of yeah. attire. People look into the window. When you're in the sauna. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to tint the windows on that thing then. Yeah. I mean, Wait, a little like back office or something. Yeah. I don't know. What. That little thing, just put it in that. <laughs> Why not? That little closet to nowhere. Just expand that wall out just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. there's some plumbing back there. Then. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, work around it. <laughs> That's where we could get the water for the hot yeah. tub. Yeah, I remember when we first talked about it last summer, and I was just like praying. I'm like, oh, yeah. man. Most of the time when Adam talks about stuff he wants to get, he gets it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm like, so I'm like, he's talking about a sauna every time I'm in here. He's definitely getting a sauna. Uh. I know it, it is. That is the only thing I think he's talked about getting that has hope, not showed up. I hope you. Fig- I hope you figured it out, man. For a while, I didn't think those deadlift bars were going to be a thing, though. Yeah, yeah. They took forever to get here, yeah, but got here. those hurt. But yeah, they very effective. Yeah, they're fun. Well, Marcus, I appreciate your time today, bud. That was. <laughs> This was went, fun. It went yeah. south, but this is no, no. man. I appreciate it. Well, well, I had fun. No, I hope we do this again. Rocker yeah. kid who's who's had quite the experiences of of, of playing different you know, spots, basketball wise, college wise, had awesome successes with stuff. Awesome successes within the you know NBA you know G League piece, but like through I don't know, just got cards dealt a little off, you know. Had had to persevere through this whole thing, yes, sir. you know, making the best of it, uh, and you know, and, and things are still going. Yeah, and now now you got side hustles going on. Yeah, and yeah, I think, I think one thing people to take away from it would be being able to make sure you're ready. Yeah, always stay ready because you never know when your time's coming. Always stay ready. Um, just because timing is everything, and you never know when your timing is. Yeah. But if you're ready and prepared for that time, anything can happen. Yeah. So that's kind of like the message I want to give out to people. Yeah. Make sure you're always prepared. Make sure you're always ready because you just never know when your time is coming. And, yeah, man, I mean, I, I, you, like, I thought I knew, but then it's like you never know. Like, you just <laughs> never know. Time is everything. Like, you could do everything you're supposed to do, but then the timing might not be there. So then you might play that mind trick or that mind game. You be in your own head and then you'll decrease where you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now it's like, shit, your timing's here and you're not ready for it. Yeah. Yep. That's a thing. So yeah. make sure you're ready. Yeah. 24-7. Very cool. But thanks again for your time. Trace, yeah. thanks for taking the time. <laughs> oh, Woke up early for it. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> you getting up before the crack at noon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish I wasn't joking. Listeners, thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll catch you on the next one.